Welcome to today's broadcast of Sun, Salt, and Light. Sun, Salt, and Light, S-O-N, knowing and growing in your daily relationship with Jesus Christ, but also being the salt and the light in your marriage, in your family, at your place of work, at your church, and even in the community you're in. I'm Pastor Michael Petit. This is a radio ministry of our church, Calvary Chapel Divine, here in Divine, Texas. We are so glad that you joined us for today's broadcast. We are a Calvary Chapel, so we simply teach the Bible verse by verse, chapter by chapter. We believe that God uses His Word to transform, restore, and to change lives one verse at a time. If you're visiting our area, you'd like to get information about our church or church service times, maybe even track down some of the other teachings that we have available through podcasts, whether it's through Audible or Spotify or Apple Podcasts, you can do all of that at our church website at calvarydivine.org. That's calvarydivine.org. When is the last time that you shared the gospel of Jesus Christ? A month ago? A week ago? My Lord, I hope it's not been a year, right? As a follower of Christ, this is an essential for us is to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. And today we'll be looking at an acronym called SHARE. Uh, It's out of a book by Pastor Lloyd Pulley called Everyday Conversation, Eternal Impact. The SHARE acronym itself is sensitive to the Spirit's leading, humbly building a bridge, arouse interest, reveal sin, and explain the plan of salvation as you share and evangelize to others. And so it's a wonderful, wonderful thing to look at every now and then. I think it's good for us as a follower of Christ to look at the essentials. And one of those essentials is for you to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I pray that uh, that God would put people in place for you to do that this week. I hope that you enjoy this study. And if you want the rest of the teachings on this series, you can find those at calvarydivine.org. But let's go ahead and get into the first half of this two-part teaching. All right, so when we look at the gospel uh, of, of sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ, we look at Paul, the Apostle Paul, and Paul was dealing with uh, this moral decay that was happening in uh, Rome. And uh, the, the Roman Empire, Nero, uh, who was a, a wicked man, actually believed that 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 the only thing Christians were good for were to use them as lamps in, on the way into the city. He would set them on fire. Uh, and sadly, what happens is with Paul, Paul comes in and, and begins to talk about repentance and holiness and, and what it is to pursue a godly, a godly life. And, uh, and it goes completely opposite against the culture that we're in today. So even in Rome during Paul's time, the gospel was against the culture then. It will always be against the culture. That's why it is not easy for you to share the gospel. But that doesn't mean you just go and go, I'm not going to do it. It has been commanded that we all do it. When Paul preached, he preached the gospel everywhere he went. So even when he was in prison in Philippi in Acts chapter 16, verse 23, and Chased out of Thessalonica in Acts chapter 17, verse 10. When he was smuggled out of Berea in Acts 17, 14. He was mocked in Athens in Acts 17, 32. He was called a fool in Corinth in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 18. And then he, again, he was stoned in Galatia in Acts chapter 14, verse 19. Paul remained eager to preach the gospel. Even after being stoned. They, I mean, they just, they lit them up. And, and it was 
people within the crowd that were getting everybody like, hey, he's teaching a gospel that goes against God. And so what do you do with those people? You stone them to death. And so that's what they did with Paul. They left him outside the city dead. What did Paul do? He shook it off and he went right back into the city. You're going to get, when you share the gospel, you are going to go through times when, unfortunately, you are going to, you may not get the best response when sharing the gospel. But at the end of the day, one of the things that we have to do is when we share the gospel, we need to be sensitive to the Spirit's leading. Uh, meaning that, that meaning that when, when the Holy Spirit's telling us you need to go talk to that person or you need, to, you need to pray with that person or you need to introduce yourself to that person, you need to do it. But you need to be sensitive to the Spirit. And you cannot be sensitive to the Spirit if you're not connected to the power of the Holy Spirit. If your relationship, that's why we went over, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. Everything in your existence. And you can't love your neighbor, everybody's your neighbor. You can't share the gospel with your neighbor if your relationship with God is all whacked out. And you're having problems with that. So you need to be connected to the power of the Holy Spirit, sensitive to the Spirit's leading. We need to humbly build a bridge. Humbly build a bridge. Humility goes a long way. When, when, you're, when you're sharing the gospel, it's not trying to win theological arguments. And I've seen this happen a lot, where people get into it and they start trying to win a theological argument, and that's not what the gospel's for. Uh, and then we arouse interest. We actually, we actually impose or ask questions to them. Like, where did you hear that from, or where did you learn that? You're, you, you're, you're engaging them. You're arousing interest. And then you reveal sin. And I can tell you that's a delicate dance, but you got to do it. And then you explain the plan of salvation. If you just figure out that is an acronym called SHARE, and that was given to us by Lloyd Pulley. And he used that acronym during 9-11 when they had to have conversations, really hard conversations, because he was outside the city of New York in New Jersey, and they were doing ministry in New York during 9-11. And this is one of the things that he got from that time that he spent engaging people, which is to... Be sensitive to the Spirit's leading, humbly build a bridge, arouse interest, reveal sin, and explain the plan of salvation. In Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 through 20, a verse that we're all very familiar with is, uh, And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. We have been called to be the salt and the light in this, this world. But, you know, unfortunately what happens to a lot of people is they don't want to be that salt and light. They just want to kind of do their thing and be a Christian on their, on their own time. Not at work or not out in public, but they'll do it here when they're at church. And that's not what God's called us to do. If you think about Jonah, when Jonah was called to go to Nineveh, Jonah was called to go to Nineveh, and what did Jonah do? He went the other direction. He did what he wanted to do. And that's not what God's called us to do. If we're, if we're being led by God to, to go speak to somebody or to share the gospel with somebody, we need to do it. At the end of the day, it's, it's, they needed the gospel. Nineveh was the size of New York City.
And it was a corrupt city. But they needed Jesus. They needed the gospel. Uh, they needed the gospel to be given to them, to preach, to be preached to them, to tell them to do what? To repent. And we need that today in our, in our nation. We need that in our state. And we even need it here in Divine. And we forget that. In Matthew chapter 5, verse 16, it says, Let your light shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. We talked about it uh, this past week as Billy Graham always told uh, the leaders that he had in his church that he wanted faithful, available, teachable leaders. Faithful, available, teachable leaders. Meaning that, look, they can be faithful and available, but they're, if they're not teachable, he goes like, they're no good to me. They have to continue to grow. They have to continue to learn. And, and part of that is like we're, we're continuing to grow and learn. And there's new ways for us to share the gospel. And whether you use Roman roads or you, or, or you use way of the master, they, they all work. But you know what also works? The Bible. You can share. What did Jesus say right off the bat? Repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. What did John the Baptist say? Repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. It's like we have, to, we have to deal with our sin. And when we share, share our, our story, one of the things that I see a lot of times is we will glorify our sin and not glorify God within the story. You, you need to be quick. You should be able to share your, your testimony in three minutes, in and out, in and out. If you're going on, it's 30 minutes into it. It's like, it's, no, you can't do that. So we need to be first sensitive to the Spirit's leading. Acts chapter 6, verse 5 says this, and, and what they said pleased the whole gathering, and they chose Stephen, a man full of faith, and of the Holy Spirit, Philip. And we see that Philip was chosen, but Philip is going to be sent out. In Acts chapter 8, we see the story there in verse 26. It says, Now an angel of the Lord said to Philip, Rise and go towards the south to the road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. Uh, this is a desert place. And he went and rose and went. And there was an Ethiopian, a eunuch, a court official of Candace, queen of Ethiopians, who was in charge of all her treasure. And he had just come uh, to Jerusalem to worship and was returning, seated in his chariot, and was reading uh, the prophet of Isaiah. And the spirit said to Philip, go over and join the chariot. So Philip has this, this ministry that's blossoming. Like he has a revival happening. And God says, I need you to go speak to this one person. Now, with all of our plans and programs that churches do, they wouldn't do that. Because it's like, no, the, the church is growing. This is where we need to be. But where is the Spirit, Spirit leading Philip out to go speak to this Ethiopian? And it's important for us to understand that. It's like when the Spirit's uh, moving for us to, to, uh, to speak to somebody, we need to be obedient to the Spirit and do it. And it may be uncomfortable. You may, you may not do anything but get a hello out. You just don't know. But you want to do something, and that is be obedient to the power of the Holy Spirit. You want to be obedient to the power of the Spirit. In John chapter 6, verse 63, it said, It is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh is no help at all. The words that I have spoken to you are the Spirit and life. Can I tell you, when you are led by the Spirit, the Spirit will open the door for that conversation to happen. It'll happen. And I can tell you this has happened to me because I, I, I spent over a year with my son going to a barber. 
Worst thing in the world is to be bald-headed sitting in a barbershop for over an hour and a half because he had to get one of the fancy haircuts. You know, the barbers now, it's, I mean, you can get a haircut. I remember back in the day, five bucks on base, you get your head shaved, get a flat top and be done and in and out, right? But the barbers nowadays are 40 bucks plus tip. And so he was paying for his haircuts, and, and I was like, okay, I'll go sit. And I remember the first few times I went, I was just like, man, can I hurry up and get out of here? And the conversations are ungodly. And the music is ungodly. And I'm just like, man, I need to get out of here. And one time I went, the Spirit put on my heart, you're here for a reason. You need to start having conversations. You're missing it, and they're right here. And so I started having conversations. We started off with sports, right? And then started talking about music. And then from there, we started talking about Christian hip-hop. And they were asking, like, what artists are there? Who's out there to listen to? I gave them some people to listen to. And this conversation went on for a year. And finally, somebody's within the barbershop lost a loved one. And I asked the question, do you know what happens to you when you die? Within that moment, the gospel got shared, and we prayed for one of the barbers. Now, I didn't do anything. That's what the Lord did, and what's amazing about this is Matt ran into that barber at HEB on 211, and that dude is from Petite, Texas, and he's like, bro, I listen, I hear your dad every day on the radio. Not our radio station, Joe's, <laughs> on Cage Rye, and he was like, I hear your dad. That voice stays in my head for some reason. And he goes, I'm, I'm in church. I got plugged in. I'm serving God. Now, I could have I continued being, well, I don't know why I'm in a barbershop. Why well, I got to sit in a barbershop? I got no hair. What am I doing here? And I, I could keep doing that. Or I'm going to go sit in the car. But one of the things that we want to do is we want to make sure that we're, we're, we're sensitive to the Spirit. You know, when we look at Look at the world as he's talking about that in John 6, verse 63. It is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh has no help. The word that I have spoken to you uh, are spirit and life. And so what he's talking about here is that, you know, even in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 5, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ, by grace you have been saved. It describes the world as being dead and blind. That's why you're the light. They're blinded, and they're dead. In John 5, 21, it says, For as the Father raises the dead and gives them life, so also the Son gives life to whom He will. And I heard Erwin uh, Lutzer actually share something, and Francis Chan has shared the story as well. But Erwin Lutzer had a, a, a professor when he was going to uh, uh, you know, seminary school. Uh, to get his uh, degree, one of his degrees, one of the minis that he has. But uh, the professor took them to the cemetery. And, and he, he goes, I want y'all to see this as there's, the unbeliever is dead. And he goes, and I want you to share the gospel here to the dead. And the students are like, what are we doing, right? And he told them, he goes, I don't care who you are, you can, you can bring... The best teacher, the best expository teacher, you can bring the best evangelist, you can bring the best worship, but you're still preaching to the dead. It is the power of the Holy Spirit that brings life, not us, not us. And we need to remember that. 
we share the gospel, and we share the gospel to a very perverse generation that we have right now. And it's God that does the work. You may not get much out. You may get the whole gospel out, and you may get, well, I already know Jesus. All that stuff happens. But even, even the early church, when uh, in Acts chapter 2, we see what they, they, their focus was. And it was in Acts chapter 2, verses 40 through 47. And it says, And with many other words he testified and exhorted them, saying, Be saved from this perverse generation. Then those who gladly received his word were baptized. And that day about 3,000 souls were added to them. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine, the word of God, uh, in fellowship, in the breaking of bread, and in prayers. Then fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were, were done through the apostles. Now all who believed were together and had all things in common, and they sold their possessions and goods and divided them among us, among all as, as anyone had need. So continually, daily, with one, one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people, and the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. So again, if we read John chapter 6, verse 63, it is the Spirit who gives life. What is our focus? The Word of God? Prayer. If you know you're going to speak to somebody prior to that, you need to be in prayer for that conversation. Koinia is actually fellowship. It's meaning that you're admonishing with the Word of God in fellowship. And then the breaking of bread. They kept it very simplistic. And look what God does. Signs and wonders and the church grows. Because they just go out and they share Christ and they share, they, they, they share their time with others. Because we have to remember it's the Holy Spirit that grows the church, not us. But we have to be willing to do what we've been commanded to do, which is to share the gospel and make disciples. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7, it says, But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that the surpassing power belongs to God and not us. See, when we're filled with the Holy Spirit and we're sensitive to the Holy Spirit, we can serve God and succeed in doing it because it's the Holy Spirit that's doing it, doing the work. We can succeed in loving others. And we can succeed by walking by faith and not by sight. It's the Holy Spirit that empowers every believer to see the world through the eyes of Jesus and to identify the heart of God. I shared this once before a while back at Grace. And I, I remember reading this story that a pastor had as he was talking about being sensitive to the Spirit. He was a pastor out of Houston, Texas. And, and he had a, a deer blind out in Marble um, Falls. He used to go hunting, had property out in Marble Falls. And so he was, during the summer, he was working on the deer blind. And he was in overalls covered in muck and mud. And they went and grabbed a hamburger at the hamburger place that they had there. And he wanted chocolate milk. I don't know why he wanted chocolate milk, but he wanted chocolate milk. And so he goes to, he's like, he goes out of his way to go to this little mom and pop store to get chocolate milk. Now, he's a pastor. He comes in. There are kids outside crying. He goes in. There's another girl by the register crying. And he grabs his chocolate milk. And the little girl goes out. And he asks the, the store clerk. He said, what's going on? And the, the, the quarterback 
uh, the high school died in a car accident and his neck broke. And so as he was going to go out the door, the Spirit put on him, you need to share the gospel with these kids. And so he listened to the kids. He cried, like, man, y'all cry. Let me pray for y'all. Does anybody want to receive Christ? Do you know where you're going to go when you die? And he went on back to the deer blind and then back to Houston. Six months later, he was in Austin, Texas doing a conference. Little girl comes up to him and she goes, you don't remember me, do you? He goes, no, who are you? And she tells him, she goes, I was one of the people that you prayed for outside the, the store in Marble Falls. And she goes, I wanted to let you know I got to share the gospel with my dad. My dad had been an alcoholic his whole life, and he gave his life to Christ. He died a few months later. He got to talk with her, pray with her, and he, he goes back, and the next year he goes back to work on his duck blind again, or his deer blind, and the pastor comes out there and says, hey, I need you to come and, and teach. We have a revival happening in Marble Falls. And he goes, well, that's your job, pastor. He goes, no, you started this with your chocolate milk. <laughs> So they ended up having a thousand people show up in a barn out in Marble Falls. They had over a hundred and something people give their life to Christ. That night, they had them back again six months later. They ended up having 270 something people give their life to Jesus. All because that guy was sensitive to the Spirit. And all he thought he was going there for was chocolate milk. We don't know where God is moving us and directing us we just need to be ready and open and be sensitive to the spirit to do it once we do that we humbly build a bridge and we know jesus does this in john chapter 4 verse 7 a woman from samaria came to drink water and jesus said to her give me a drink and so first off we know that that samaria the samaritans were somebody that the jews would have nothing to do with they were outcasts and then to make it worse is she's actually getting water during the hottest part of the day. So she's an outcast within the society that she's in right now, in the culture that she's in. But Jesus is wanting to talk with her and, and, and actually, you know, humbly build a bridge to, 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 to share about repentance. And, and so one of the things I love about Christ is he didn't conform to the world because if it was... If he had conformed to the religion, he never would have talked to her because the Jews would have nothing to do with the Samaritans. And we need to be willing to, to, to share the gospel because the gospel's for everybody. When we humbly build bridges, we're humbly building bridges across cultural divides, uh, across, across racial divides, political divides. We're building bridges and sharing Christ. We know in Mark chapter 10, verse 21, and Jesus looking at him, loved him and said to him, you lack one thing, as he talked about the rich young ruler. Sell all that you have and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven and, and come and follow me. Disheartened by saying he went away sorrowful for he had, a great, had great possessions. The thing that we get from that is that Jesus had no problem sharing, sharing truth, but with love. Those possessions that you have, they have a hold of you to a point where they become your God and you need to let go of them and follow me. And he says it in a, such a gentle way, but it's so true. And he's like, look, I'm not going to sit and argue theological points with you. Sell everything you own and follow me. He kept it very simplistic.
We have to remember, even in, in 1 Corinthians, in uh, chapter 3, verses 6 and 8, it says, I planted Apollos water, but God gave the growth. So you may talk to somebody and not, you feel like, man, I didn't get anywhere. I got a little bit out and that was it. I've shared a little bit, but you got to remember, it's like one plants, one waters. But it's God that gives the growth. And one of the things we don't want to do is we don't want to build walls up as we're talking uh, and sharing God with people. And, and that's why I tell people all the time, it's very hard for people to minister to your family. And if I ask for a show of hands of how many of us have ministered to family members and had walls go up, we'd probably all raise our hands. Ministering to your family is one of the hardest things you'll do. And you need to be very sensitive to the Spirit, meaning that you need to be led by the Spirit and you need to be humbly building bridges because you know what? They know you. They know the old you. Well, that concludes today's broadcast of Sun, Salt, and Light Radio. We hope that you enjoyed it. If you'd like to submit a prayer request or get in contact with us or find out service times, you can do all of that at our website, uh, as well as get uh, our podcast at Spotify, Audible, TuneIn Radio, pretty much wherever you can find a podcast. Uh, you, you can just type in Sun, Salt, and Light and you'll find it. Uh, we hope that you enjoy today's broadcast. If you'd like to give to this ministry, uh, what I would always suggest is give to this radio station it's because of this radio station that we have great expository teachers uh, for you and i would say um, make that donation to them i hope that you have a wonderful wonderful day god bless you remember you can find us at calvarydivine.org calvarydivine.org god bless